2: I will select a few of you to work on my spring collection. Believe in your own vision. Push through self-doubt. I will not hesitate to let you go.
0: I just want it to be perfect.
2: I know you've been stressed lately. But I'm worried about you, Anne. I'm dealing with it. You can tell me anything. Don't. Did something happen?
1: This is going to sound crazy. But have you ever seen anything like this before? <laughs> no.
0: We have a new guest with
2: us today. You're here because we all have the same problem. had some form of illness. Like a parasite. Are you okay? Don't touch me. Welcome to the Honestly, it was the best thing that ever happened to me.
0: It's wild, but everything she tells you,
2: it's true. I'll protect you.
0: It can't be real. She's hiding something down there. So delicious.
2: Hey, folks, welcome to a special episode of The Projection Booth. I'm your host, Mike White. On this episode, I'm talking with writer-director Anna Zlokovic and editor Alex Famillion about their new film, Appendage. It's a great horror comedy, which I really had a good time watching and had a great time talking with Anna and Alex. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the interview. How do you guys know each other? How, you've worked together in the past, but where did you actually meet? We met through our cinematographer, Paul Robinson. Who shot Appendage.
1: Yeah,
0: I went to high school with Powell and Anna, you went to college with him at USC. And Anna and I are actually married, by the way. I don't know if that's true. It's, if it's known, but uh, I'm stone. <laughs> Anna, you did a short film called shorty and you needed a BFX artist and you hired me.
1: And that was the start of a beautiful collaboration. <laughs>
2: so it's gotta be interesting to be married and creative partners at the same time to be working together. They always talk about how it's like a marriage when you get to that editing stage, but you guys get to take that even further and go home with each other at the end of the night.
1: Yeah, it's definitely an amazing gift and also something that is constantly worked on. Okay, we're going to have dinner now, but maybe we
0: don't talk about edit right now if that's even humanly possible but we do try (laughs) we do i think i really love it i think the editor director relationship is anna has what she needs to do and i have what i need to do and then we come together and collaborate and so there's these nice like kind of boundaries where we both have i don't know our things to do and so it's it feels separate but also together in a really cool way
1: yeah and we're both chill i would say We're both like level-headed and chill. And so it
2: makes it easier, I think, that we're not like, <laughs> So Anna, is this your feature directorial debut? That's right. Yes. Where did the idea for Appendage come from?
1: I, I have anxiety and depression, and I struggled with it for a really long time. And 10 years ago in therapy, my therapist did this exercise with me that was essentially saying, okay, why don't we take that anxiety and turn it into a separate thing that you can talk to and we can give it a name and we can give it a look and a voice and we can characterize it as separate from yourself and that always stuck with me as a narrative thing also it was really helpful in therapy alone but then as a narrative device i was like this is awesome so when bite Size halloween was like you want to pitch a weird funny crazy thing i was like got something for (laughs) you
2: what did your other self sound like back then
1: she was so mean. She's still mean. She's still mean. Now I take care of her very well, I would say. I've learned the tools. <laughs>
2: uh, that, that little voice definitely is there with me all the time as well. So this you, really hit home.
1: I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, we all have it, whether we want to admit it or not, I would say. Yeah,
0: it's true. What about you, Alex? Do you have it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love it. We love it. Yeah, it's uh, locked up in our basement currently.
2: <laughs> not upstairs with the pacifier?
0: I know. I
1: know. Mean, Alex, you need to take it out of the basement and put it know, in my I think
0: I need to take care of it a little bit.
2: <laughs> it was so mean, though. <laughs> Tell me more about how the project came together, because it's not easy to make a feature film. So how did all the pieces fall into place? It's very hard to make a feature film...
1: People are afraid to greenlight things these days. It's hard to have an original idea. That's all true. So I got really lucky when I got the opportunity to pitch on the short film for Bite Size Halloween. And I knew that they were trying to turn them into features, but I didn't really have the feature flushed out. But I was like, well, let's just see where this goes and have a good time. And then Alex produced and cut that one as well. So we were on the ground floor there. And then we got really lucky that they wanted to make it into a feature. I was like day two of shooting the short film so like the the last day of shooting on day two they were like oh wow we really love your dailies can you please pitch us the feature we would like to make it and i was like yeah no i know you don't you're totally lying the appendage was like <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah i pulled it i pulled it out of my butt pretty quickly <laughs> and i just tried to create something on that really tight timeline
0: yeah you wrote the movie in what, like one or two months? Like the first draft was like a month and the next draft was the next month. And then we were shooting it like the following month.
1: Well, it was really fast.
0: Yeah, it was a really quick process, which was exciting.
1: It was you exciting. It yeah. is, it's nice to have the momentum because it's so difficult with features to have momentum or create it or maintain it. So it was nice. It was very good. It
0: was like, all right, we're making this. And the cast starts attaching like very quickly and we get all the people together and it, it was just crazy how quickly it all just happened.
2: It was awesome. But yeah, the
0: momentum so much
2: fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the cast is amazing. Can you tell me a little bit about your actors and how it was working with them?
1: Oh, man, I feel like I just got so lucky on this one. All the actors were just so incredible and dedicated in a way that I hadn't experienced before. And I just was blown away by all of them and Hadley especially had her work cut out for her. What she did in this movie is I don't know if people realize it, but it it looks like easy, but but it is insane what she was able to do, balancing humor and drama and sincerity and architecting that performance in such a nuanced way. She really dedicated herself and I feel really lucky. And we, we talked every day during production, pre-production, and we didn't have time for rehearsals. So, so much of preparation was just talking. And talking about the character and watching movies together and figuring out tone together. So that was incredible. And Emily Hampshire is amazing. For Claudia, we obviously needed somebody who was an incredible character actor as well as a comedian. And Emily Hampshire is that. Her filmography is insane. She's in Fall Monkeys and then also Shits Creek. And we were just like, she is the one. And we were, both, we were just like, mm-hmm. that's it. And then Cossar and Brandon were incredible. Brandon and Dez also are from You're the Worst. And we wanted those comedic actors to offset all the depressing stuff that Hannah was going through, right? Because the movie could very easily be a one-note tone where it's depressing and everything's horrible all the time. And it was really important to me to bring the comedy actors in just to have that balance and play off of Hannah and create juxtaposition. So we got really lucky. Kosser was cast like a week before we started shooting. We were like having, we were having quite a bit of trouble finding that role. And we were like, what are we going to do? And last second, her audition tape came in and we were like, oh my God, this is Esther. This is exactly who we need. She's so warm and lighthearted, but also you can tell she's been through some shit. So that was really cool.
2: What movies did you watch to get ready for this? Anna screened a couple of films
0: for the crew. We were in pre-production and also production. But mainly, Cronenberg's The Fly was like a huge one, probably the biggest one. Black Swan, Julia Ducournau's Raw.
1: You and I watched After Hours.
0: Yeah, we watched After, after hours. hours. We watch After Hours when we make anything. But not, 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 not not not. So that was really helpful.
1: Yeah, just like that absurdist comedy and how we can pull that in moments.
0: Yeah, there's definitely some editing nods to that movie and in, in this one for sure.
1: Yeah. You thought when we watched Black Swan and Alex noticed something really cool in the edit that we ended up using.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. Every time Natalie Portman speaks in that movie, they cut before she finishes whatever she's saying or right as she's finishing whatever she's saying. And it makes it feel almost claustrophobic and you don't get any sort of rest with her and it just creates this sort of feeling of anxiety. And so we definitely implemented that as well when we were trying to amp up Hannah's not so good times. <laughs>
2: no, that's a really good point because it also robs the character of her moment as well that she can't even finish a sentence. Exactly, exactly. exactly. And so that was really a, a fun trick that, that we picked up.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Black Swan and Raw are both really interesting because they have these female leads that are, I guess what some people would say is unlikable. I would just call it being normal people. And it's interesting to see them navigate that narrative and how they pull out of moments how we have the audience we win their affection like okay we're on this ride with this lead and it was really cool to see that as well in those films.
2: i have to ask about the creature effects because i love the way that the creature looks and especially the skin it reminded me of an overdone uh sweet potato or something just I i love it
1: we oh, love God. an overdone sweet potato <laughs> on the <laughs> appendage family.
2: Huge reference.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. no, no, no. We, the, the whole lookbook was just sweet potato. We had the short film, I would say, as a test to see how difficult it was to do this on a tight budget, well, what worked and what didn't work tonally, what we wanted to change. So that was super helpful. And Amber Marie, who led the department, and I and Alex, we've all been working together for, I think, between us, by the 10 years we have this amazing shorthand together and we know each other's tastes. And that was super helpful. We were creating the puppets and obviously in Appendage, there are many stages like the fly. And so that was a really interesting challenge in pre-production. We made sure that the first chunk of money went to them as soon as humanly possible. And even then it wasn't enough time because it was incredibly ambitious. And so Amber was such a trooper in organizing all of that. And we were texting all the time and She 3D modeled the Baby Worm (laughs) for me, and we went back and forth, and that's how that, we landed on that, and we looked at Kuatu from Total Recall and Belial from Basket Case, and so we were looking at all those references, and then for the bigger one, I think I wrote like Jack Russell-sized toddler thing, like, in the script, when, okay, how the fuck does this mean? And so we worked with Dougie Pledger, this digital artist who is incredible, to, I think it was mid-journey that we used or a mid-journey type of program that he was working with. And we would come up with all these descriptors and he would take them and he would put them into the program and send back thousands of images. Like it was like models that were rotting, it's the book. children, it was insane. And then we photoshopped our favorites together and Amber worked with a sculptor to actually bring it to life, which was it's just like unreal. It's so cool. And the robotics were so fun to work with. You want to talk about the speaking mechanism?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it was this really cool mechanism. I don't know if this is like a common thing, if this was the first time this has ever been done or, or one of the first few times. But they rigged it with this really cool, there was a microphone attached to the mouth. So if you spoke into this microphone, the creature's mouth would actually match what you were saying, which was really cool. Because I think on the short that we had to do a hand puppet and it wasn't quite, the it, same. yeah,
1: exactly. Um, or it was just like one mechanism where you could move. The, it was like a PS4 kind <laughs> of type controller, and you could just... Like
0: PlayStation One or something. Yeah, 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 PlayStation One kind <laughs> of vibe. So this was really cool because I think Jim, the one of the special effects guys, he, he played the appendage on set, and the creature's mouth got to move, and Hadley got to actually react, and so that that was really cool. Who actually did the voice for it?
1: Emily Hampshire. Yeah, she surprised us with audition tape. We didn't know she was going to audition. And then it was like, Emily Hampshire's audition tape. And we're like, what?
2: <laughs> Alice, can you tell me a little bit about your process? Are you editing while the filming is going on? Or do you wait until the, everything is done in the can?
0: I was editing while we were shooting, which was really cool. I was just over in a office very close to set where everybody was. And then I was putting together cuts basically the day after they had shot a scene. There would be a rough cut of that scene and i was constantly sharing stuff with anna and we were getting to go back and forth on stuff all of the music was actually composed in pre-production and by our amazing composer nick chuba
1: he sent a batch over of things that we right could
0: it wasn't it wasn't complete but it was it was very close to what it is and what was really great is just it helped set the tone of the film really well just if you can avoid using stock music, it's just like, it's always great. Instead of recycling the same social network cues that everyone uses, which are great. But it was just really cool to have those cues to play with. And Nick would send stuff back and we'd go back and forth. And so that was all really cool. And yeah, I was i was editing out in North Carolina on Adobe Premiere. And my assistant was in Los Angeles on also on Adobe Premiere using Premiere Productions. So it's like, all linked up which is really cool so it's not sending stuff to him in la he was syncing it and then sending it back to me we didn't even we didn't even have to send it to each other or anything because it was all synced, which was really cool
1: mm-hmm. we had the picture walk like in seven weeks it was a really unbelievably tight timeline so that was a definitely a challenge i've
0: spent longer cutting short films so it was really a while yeah it was pretty crazy i think a lot of it was just like, the rough cuts didn't couldn't be rough. Like, everything had to be sound design. We wanted everything to feel complete just from the start, just to get a head start on everything. Although, I think we both just like that in general. Yeah. I know we mentioned we're pretty chill, but we're also, like... Also not
1: chill.
0: <laughs> I think we just have a really high-quality bar, and we're like, why not sound design? It takes two seconds. Or why not throw in this temp VFX shot? It takes two seconds. And then after you have all of those two second things, then it suddenly which is longer than that. But we just wanted it to feel as as complete as possible while we were doing it. And then Ona just has this amazing ability to watch a scene and know to diagnose, be like, okay, this is the problem with the scene. We need to change the perspective to be like this.
1: Just the appendage. She's so critical.
0: Yeah, sorry. Uh, Ona's appendage directed this film. Oh,
1: that's <laughs> so that
0: would have been a funny add to the credit.
1: Yeah, it yeah.
0: Lagovese well, and her
1: appendage.
0: Yeah. Be, no, to everyone's credit.
1: To everyone's credit, yes.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think we wouldn't have been able to get through the seven weeks if Anna's appendage hadn't been as grateful as she was in, in terms of getting this uh, mm-hmm. to be what it is in such a short timeline. Which was a blast. It was really cool to just like, marathon it for seven weeks and then it was like...
1: Like, what do directors do with the 10-week cut? Like just to themselves. I'm like, wow, this sounds awesome. I can't wait. One day. One
2: day. The next one. Yeah. Yeah. When you get assistance and people bringing you coffee and all that. Uh, yeah. Wow. You
1: know, what a life. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I Seriously. Wow. So,
2: this sounds like no, 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 it's no. crazy fast. When did you actually shoot it?
1: We shot it in July of 2022. And August. And August. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then the short premiered at Sundance January 2022. So that is six months from that
0: completion of shooting, the feature,
2: which is wild. Yeah, you were
0: writing the feature during Sundance. I was writing yeah, the right,
2: yeah. feature That must have been interesting because you almost had a test screening for the short to see what works and what doesn't.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was quite helpful. And it also was just helpful in taking audiences' temperatures about what was going to rub them the wrong way or the right way. And I think that continues today. It's very interesting.
2: The whole idea of your workflow with going back and forth with your assistant and getting everything synced up and everything. and That's wild to me, just that you were able to do that and just have that communication just so seamless is great. It, it's crazy. We use a uh, lucid link, which is $22 a month
0: for just a server and you can just, uh, put everything on this little folder, and it just syncs everything. And it's like for $20 a month. That's crazy. So cool. It's really so cool. And then we also set up Ana on premiere, because you're an amazing editor as well. And you were able to go through and look at the dailies. And you can create like different workspaces for everybody who works on the
1: I cut for Alex sometimes when he directs his shorts, I'll edit them. Um,
0: it's true. She's very good. But
1: it was not, on this timeline. It was nice where Alex could be cutting a scene and then I would be looking at dailies for the next one and different takes and stuff and then be hopping back and forth, which was super helpful. Or I could drop a cue in and be like, I like this cue better than this cue. It yeah,
0: just, yeah. Like, you I'll, were using Premiere to, to literally throw in the the music cues and test out different ones and, and all that, which was really cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool.
1: Yeah. Crazy to integrate
2: that stuff these days. Yeah, I, I, it's wild.
0: Yeah. So cool. So cool.
2: I know Alex, you've edited music videos before. Have they made it easier now, as far as like knowing where the beats are and being able to cut to the beats, or is it still you're looking for that and then slicing? Probably. I always like to. Maybe I'm more old school, but I like to feel it out
0: instead of instead of using any sort of automated thing. But I I do sometimes like I'll listen and I'll make markers like on the beat or things like that, but. But I'm sure that they have stuff like that now, but so much of it is do you want to cut on the downbeat or sometimes it's better to cut on a lyric or on a snare hit or a, even a hi-hat hit or a guitar riff or things. So it's for me, it's hard to like fully wrap my head around automating that stuff.
2: And then Anna, with you being so immersed in this and shooting during the day and then looking at the dailies, did you ever just get sick of your own project?
1: I think it's all not good. Honestly, in making it, no, not at all. I was like, I just loved living in the world. And I think that goes to show if you're going to direct a movie, you have to really love it, like 150%. doesn't matter what people say, you have to love it. And so I was really stoked on that. And most people have to live with their movies for five years. It's crazy. that This was just a year and some change. So I'll miss her when this release (laughs) is done. But where'd she go?
2: There are a lot of little twists in there that I just didn't really expect it to go here rather than there. So, yeah, hats off. Kudos to you for just a great job on this.
1: Thank you so much. We really wanted it to be entertaining on top of being about something. And, yeah, it's such a passion project. It's basically a character study that has creature elements in it. And it's just its amazing that we got to make it. I'm glad you enjoyed it, too.
2: It means a lot to hear that. Yeah, it really does. Thanks, Mike. So when did you have Picture Lock?
1: October.
0: Yeah,
2: October, October last year. year. Huh? And yeah. when did you actually get to see it with
0: an audience? At South by Southwest. Yeah, that was the first time we saw it with anybody. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Really we exciting. tried to test the film beforehand. We didn't have the luxury of being able to properly test, so we just sent it to as many people as we could and then to try to see what they thought. But seeing it with an audience in a theater, it's such a theater movie. People just have such a blast watching it. Yeah, it's crazy
0: to hear the audience's laughter and stuff. I think when we're cutting it ourselves, we're like giggling or or things. But like when you actually cut it for an audience or we show it to an audience, people also laugh at things you never would have imagined. And when certain like twists happen or something, like people like are like... They gasp in the crowd. Like, yeah, that was so cool. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's interesting streaming. I, you know, I don't know if you get to have that experience exactly. That can obviously you don't get the communal experience, which is interesting. It's a struggle as a filmmaker to be like, how do I keep someone's attention on a platform when they're probably texting their friend at the same time and they missed half the movie and they're also hungry and their microwave is going off and then they walk into the kitchen while the movie's happening. It's It's not cinema anymore. It's a different thing. I think we're all trying to navigate that.
2: So what's the life in the movie after it premiered? What's been going on with it since? And then what's happening with it right now that we're talking?
0: We're actually about to leave for Barcelona tomorrow. It's premiering. It's, doing, it's how we're having our European premiere at SICUS Film Festival in, right outside of Barcelona, which we're really stoked for. So that'll be fun. We've sold out our screenings very in 24 hours, which was very cool. And- that was really cool. Yeah, we're really excited about that. And it should be dropping in Europe in the next few weeks. I, I'm blanking yeah. on the exact date.
1: Yeah, I think there's several different dates for different right. territories. Yeah, exactly. That'll be really fun. And it was cool. We had to sit on it for a little while. It premiered in, in March and it felt like it came out, but it definitely didn't come out. <laughs> so we just sat around for a little while. So it's cool.
0: Exactly. And we've had a couple screenings, like private screenings in Los Angeles. We got to watch the movie on IMAX last week. Which was ridiculous. Which was, which was pretty great. They actually made a message before the movie that said this film was not intended for an island I-
2: experience. I- I-
0: which, which got a good laugh from the audience. Great. So yeah, we've just been doing that and doing press. And then now we're going to do the final part of the release and go to Europe. And then it, I think Hulu's going to be promoting it for the rest of the month on Huluween, which will be exciting. Huluween, nice. I haven't heard that one before. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> What's next for both of you? I'm editing another Hulu movie right now, and we'll see what else is going to come up. What else is cooking? Yeah, what else is cooking?
1: I'm in a similar boat. I've got things in the oven, and it's just which one's going to go. It's so out of our control, but there are two movies that are hopefully close to going. So I think they're both... One of them is a horror film. It's a bit of a meaner horror film. And the second one is like an action film that is
2: horror tinged. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Fingers crossed for both of those. Is there a good place for people to keep up with you and the the film out online?
1: We have Instagram. The movie doesn't have an Instagram, but we got Instagrams. So I would say that's good. And, and Hulu is good about posting about those things too.
2: Thank you so much. This was great talking with you. And I, like I said, I love the movie and I'm really excited for more people to see it.
1: Oh, Um, thank you so much. Thanks Thanks for having us. This is a blast.
0: Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.